them, for the thousands in attendance, for the millions watching around the world. Things. One is, you know, people, you don't have to thank every veteran you see. You don't have to donate to a charity. There's lots of things you don't have to do as a civilian. But what you do have to do is recognize your responsibility and the responsibility of our society when we send these men and women uh, into harm's way. Whether it's on, you know, your first responders, your fire police, the folks on, on the local lines, or, or people being sent to, you know, Djibouti to, to protect. You haven't seen nothing yet! Woo! Woo! voice on the radio and let them have their say and uh, so I love partnering with them MBR does so many great things and it's it's such a great privilege for me to to be able to uh, work with MBR and, and be a part of that and and once again just giving back to our veterans who have sacrificed so much for us and uh, you know giving them an outlet and and a voice and it goes a long way and and so uh, for me it's it's uh, it's awesome to just be a small part of it it's such a great organization and uh, we're thankful to be a part of that and giving back to our veterans. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. We're definitely in support of those that serve. Welcome to the station that's giving veterans a voice MBR. The show made by veterans for veterans, showing there are more programs out there beyond the VA. Welcome to the evening show. Welcome to the evening show. Welcome to the evening show. Tough times never last. The tough people do. Oh, yeah. What is up? We're broadcasting live from a secret location here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. It's another episode of the evening show where our only mission to this show is to showcase all the veterans, our men and women in uniform, all and our men and women all over the uniform, <laughs> all over the world. There are more programs out there beyond the VA. This is the evening show with Roddy. And H Train, who's now invisible to this thing, now. <laughs> he's invisible. No, no, yeah, no. He's, he's a, hey, hey, I'm talking to myself. I'm the only one on the screen. Um, you know, I um, I'm invisible. The, the thing that sucks is it, it's a better setup, but we need another camera. I've got to have you back on this goddamn <laughs> thing. This is, doesn't make no sense. You gonna get another camera? I'm gonna buy another camera for you. This doesn't make no sense. I don't know. Oh man, we had. How was your week, brother? It was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, it's the last week of uh, the Pride Month. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a Roddy's rant for that. Okay. Uh, and I know I went on it kind of last week, but I'm going to go on it and put it on this week or something different. It's not, I'm not going after the LGBT community. I'm going to stay with it. Uh, that's 
Neither here or there. We got okay. a, a pretty good show about that. I did something brave today, though. What did you do? I did something really brave. Something I hadn't done in a long time, and I, I just said, screw it. I'm going to do it today. Okay. And it might kick me in my behind. <laughs> I washed my car. <laughs> I washed my car for the first time this month. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I washed the Audi for the first time this month. And... um. Uh, it looked good. I, there wasn't a cloud in the sky when I watched it. And as soon as I watched it, went back home, got ready to come to the show. Uh, it, was a, it was a dark overcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it never fails. It, it never fails. A dark overcast. Driving here, I'm like, are you kidding me? There was not a cloud in the sky. I checked my, the weather. They said no, right? no chance of rain. And all of a sudden, bam, dark overcast. And I'm like, ugh. That's oh, doesn't bucks that down suck, the dude? That's twelve bucks down the drain, man. I, doesn't I can't, it suck? I, I, it really, it sucks, man. It sucks. And see, you're it, like, it's been raining the whole month. And see, you're level ahead enough that you can like you can plan it by like going on the phone and stuff. Me, I, I don't think like that. When when I want to do a car wash or something, mm. I'll get a car wash. Yeah. Um, when I buy something at Walmart, you know the the uh, the the furniture. Like, I don't look at the directions. I should, but I don't look you at the directions. To. You got to. Right. But it's like I'm uh, I'm always like one step ahead. Like, one step ahead. You know, kind of thing. I always you put the cart before the horse. You're playing checkers. I play chess. <laughs> I play chess. I, I think three, four moves ahead before I make that move. You know, you playing checkers. You just got to jump that next checker, you know, so it's just right. crazy. All right, we're here in the evening show, and we got a lot of good things going on right here. Oh, yeah. If you uh, want to give us a call, you can hit oh, us yeah. up on the, the total the, text line, that 720-619, like Ray Mysterio, 627 or That's what going to do. 720 And for all those X. Uh, that's a zero six two set or zero MBR. Zero so, MBR. Yeah. Zero MBR. How, how much do we have to pay to get that? Nothing. It just it just kind of we, we just luckily it got just kind of it, it just kind of fell in our lap. That's all I can say. Lap, no, that's good. It's, that's, not too much of that's going to happen around here. <laughs> not a lot of falling laps going around here. Oh, uh, man. yeah. And also, if you get to call in, you get some of the sponsors. Yeah. Good treats. We got some beef jerky. Yeah, uh, we got uh, adult multivitamins, uh, canister. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that is. Uh, 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 sort of like a fanny pack, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those like dog treats that. Oh yeah, for you, your dog. You you, tra- you train your dog. See, I think that's what it is. So this is all dog. Yeah. Uh, so is I, this for the dog? I was going to eat these. No, that's for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you say TRE you treats ready to eat boot camp bikes and it's beef I thought it was beef jerky right no, here no no oh, all so, that stuff's for the dog so this is all for dog dog treats well the, what's the multi is the dog multivitamins for the dog too yeah all of that's all for, the, for the dog all of the how's the dog? canteen for the dog how the dog supposed to eat they drink from the canteen. I think that that bottom, bottom plastic the bottom part, part comes I off. think it's supposed so to be pour, like a bowl. So you pour this in it. Yeah. Everything's for the dog. So if you have dogs out here and you want some of this stuff, let's call in. We'll send you one of these <laughs> treats. We even got poopy bags for you. We got all this for our sponsor. What's the sponsor name? Uh, Operation Good Boy. Operation Good Boy right here. So we got Operation Good Boy. 
Uh, definitely, we'll give you one of these kind little things for your pup here. So right, and also can... if you're a texter or caller today, when we when we make the quiz, uh, it's it's Roddy's turn to do that to this time. No, but we're not doing no quiz. <laughs> uh, no, we're not doing no quiz. We, we got these red. Can you shirts. actually tip over a cow? We got man. we got these red shirts that you uh, shirts. give away. Yes, these shirts. are from the Marine Rapper. The Marine Rapper. Yeah, so he sent these shirts, and we're uh, we're trying to give them away. And we got these shirts right yep. here. Uh, F R with a, that's not an equal sign. It's a, like a freedom. Oh, it's his like uh, label or oh. logo. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Let's look yeah, at I I, I love was... his I love his music. Oh yeah. We I do. Music. I, we got this. We got to play some of his music now. Okay. Um, not now. Not now. Not now. Okay. We, 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 we got time say. to kill. We got time to kill. We'll we'll play it here. So you know, I, where is it? There is something that I wanted to show you, but I don't think that I do, downloaded it. Do you still? It's a song with. Uh, it's a song like the <sighs> Trump indicted. It's a funny song. Oh, I think I heard that song. Okay. Was it on TikTok? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard that one. Uh, yeah, if you can get it downloaded, you can. We can play it on here. I have some things to say about that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Huh? Uh, what was that? Was that? What was that? Is it indicted me song? Yeah, I did everything right, and you they indicted, indicted me. me. <laughs> they indicted me. <laughs> it was that's a tough thing. I already know it's um suede remix God. You can look it up. Suede remix right. God. I know he, he does all these remixes. Was looking at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have have that on my speed dial. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and that man, he has that that unique voice. It was pretty dope. I like that. One. Yeah. Uh, your last week thing that you couldn't pull up there, you know, with all the military equipment going on. Yeah, um, you was uh, you was telling me behind the scenes, kind of like your yeah my your theory. theory. I have what do you a theory. theory I have a theory. I have a good theory about what that is. With all the military, if you have military equipment in your state or city or stuff like that. Don't be alarmed. It's, it's a contingency. This is my theory. It's a contingency plan. We're so separated as a country today, like separated. The I mean, it's it's people, sh- you know, showing their true colors. You can see people with the Trump flags. You can see people with the rainbow flags out, you know, and everything. Uh, Trump flags, rainbow flags, whatever. Um, yeah, you can like, you know, people chose their sides. And what it is is that the United States has contingency plans. Now, if you're ever serving the military, you should know what a contingency plan is. It's just something that, you know, we're prepared for even if it doesn't happen. You know, if, if it doesn't happen, we're ready for it. So um, I think what the the p- problem – you had to really have to mess it up. <laughs> uh, the, the problem, I think what it is, if you have some military um, equipment in your town, they're just preparing for a civil war. Now, is a civil war likely? I say about maybe. I say about we're at twenty percent, twenty percent likely, more than twenty percent, maybe, maybe like uh, fifteen, twenty percent into it. I think enough so the government can take notice and prepare for it. If, if, you know, we're we're enough percentage that enough the government's gonna prepare for it. That's what I think. So if you have some military equipment in your city, your town, and you don't have a military base within the next hundred miles, that's what they're preparing for. Is basically preparing for 
a civil war to go down, and we might have to be a militarized state. But I think we're about 20, 20%, I think. Is that a high number for you, Joe, 20% towards a civil war, or you think it's low? I think it's um, low, but I think we're about 20%. This is the reason it's going to happen. I think it's a little bit more than that. And the only reason why I say I think it's a little bit more than that is because, um, like, it's not just you, you, you tapping the person on the shoulder. Like, there's been history, there's been bad history between China and U.S. and Russia. And to me, the Ooh. last 15 years, I feel as. Like, the U.S. is kind of antagonizing the situation. They say they're not, but they're like they're, they're poking the bear. What do you mean, the U.S.? I think the U.S. is, yeah, they, kind they, of. They, they're antagonizing the Civil War breaking out in their own country? No, no, not the Civil War, but like Russia and China. When you're How talk- do we get to this subject? <laughs> I thought that's what he was talking about. I was like talking about a civil war in this oh. country. <laughs> talking about you this... But I did catch on. Um, did you happen to catch the news this weekend? I I did. I did. Is it one of the rundown things? That I don't know. Send the rundown. I, mean, I got to do the sign to get the rundown. It's yeah. the sign to get the rundown. Hold on a second. Uh, it might not be. No, on you didn't there. even make it on. It this didn't even make it on the, the rundown. Okay, it didn't make the, it on the, the rundown. The Russia. Russia mutiny that happened. This oh weekend. yes, the uh, the possible revulsion the that possible revulsion, yeah, that, that that lasted a whole like twelve yeah, hours. Wagner, I can't even pronounce his last name, but I know he was a Wag- Wag- Wagner, or Wagner, Wagner. Twelve Wagner. hours. We got movies longer than that. Yeah, the dude was saying like, "I'm coming up to Russia and get you." And you know, Putin and Putin put on put went on TV. It's like, yeah, you got to get past all these. Cities and countries, you, you're not going to make it up to Moscow. They're going to be dealt with self force. And then he made it past three cities. Right. <laughs> he made it past three. They were like, right. yeah, either Moscow's that way, I mean, about, that, 200, that... about 200 miles up that way, or, you know, 400 kilometers up that way. You can go ahead and get to Russia. And Putin hurry up and made a deal Putin, with him. You, hey, Putin you, made, you, made a deal with hey, him. You know, you know Putin's shitting bricks. You oh, know he was shitting bricks as soon as. Yeah. He started, you know, he can sit there and, and say, you know, traitor and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Yeah, the people didn't respond. No, they they, they it, let him go. Uh, let them yep. get free passage. They go get this man. Yeah. So, yeah, things in Russia got looking kind of interesting. He had to do a, uh, a plea deal pretty quick. You know, they got now the guys going to Belarus, the the, the leader of the, I guess, the uh, the the mercenaries, yeah. the, the vigilante, uh, I guess, army. If you say, um, and it's kind of weird how it's going to go. He's got the guy, the leader of it is going to Belarus right now. He's been not cleared of all charges, but they said they're going to, you know, he's got amnesty. And I I don't think that's going to fly with old Putin. I don't know. think so either. I don't think he's going to try to find I, a way I, to kill I, him. I think that but, this isn't the end of it. But one thing that I do see yeah. is, you know, Russia pulled that like 360. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were doing it to see how we would react. Because the first thing that Biden said is, "We had nothing to do with it. Ukraine, do not fire upon Russia at this time." Yeah, yeah, I know they they knew about it. We knew about it, but they say we knew about it was going to happen. But they say we had nothing to do with it. There was something all in. I think they had some kind of push and nudge in in that. But um, I think oh my god, that's pretty interesting. I was watching. I was kind of watching to see what what would go down. I was. Actually, kind of hoping 
that Putin gets taken down, taken down, and stuff like that, taken out. You know, I I, I was kind of hoping that too, but then I thought about it, and we're gonna go on a commercial break. All right, we go on commercial break, and uh, when we come back. Roddy's going to remind me. I'm sure you're going to have to. Yeah, I got to. But the subject matter is, are we rooting for Putin to be off? Or are we not? I am. But are we not? But I'm going to tell you why we shouldn't be. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to... The, the evening, evening show. show. Yeah, I like you. I hope y'all like your fans because I'm the only one on camera. He's the one speaking. <laughs> he was never a soldier to me. He was literally a, he was a dad to me. I was waiting for him to be home, and instead of seeing him walk in the door, I found a chaplain on my doorstep. Our heroes have paid such a huge price for freedom. And these military families, sometimes we're still paying them. And we're going to continue our brewery tour over this way, guys. This is called a mash cooker. This is where we start the actual processing. When someone says, thank you for your service, sometimes I feel embarrassed because I don't feel like a hero. There's not a day that goes by that you don't wish you could do more. My best friend, a medic, he died in combat. Coming back and having to look at his wife and actually tell her, That was one of the hardest days of my life. You think, this is the last time I'm going to hug you. This is the last time I'm going to kiss you. You don't know. What's up, man? Hey, dude. Happy brother. There's certainly a responsibility that you feel towards other servicemen and women and their families. So you can peek in, careful not to touch. But you still, in your mind, believe that you haven't done enough. All right, guys, so this brings us to the end of our tour. I've also brought in for you guys to have the opportunity to meet some of the veterans involved in brewing the beer, Budweiser Freedom Reserve, which supports the Folds of Honor program. So who here has heard of Folds of Honor? Well, I'm sorry. Um, I have something to tell you guys. Um, We're not a normal tour, each and every one of us. We're all here because of Folds of Honor. And we're all here because of you guys. And want to say thank you. They told us you guys were just extras. (laughs) I am the proud daughter of two U.S. Marines. My dad, he was in the 82nd Airborne Signal Corps. I joined the Army as a combat medic. Three days before the due date of our daughter, my husband, Ryan, was killed by an enemy sniper. My husband was killed on Mother's Day, 2005. Our life was over. 
we were devastated. Folds of Honor came along and said, we're going to help you piece back together your life with this scholarship. Now I'm in college and I honestly don't know where I'd be right now without all you guys. I'm able to gain my education and have a future for my son and myself. Receiving Folds of Honor has taken a huge, huge just burden off of our lives. My family is so proud of you and everything that you've done to contribute to our lives. I am honored to be in your presence. I'm blown away. I didn't know. And uh, we can still serve in a way because once you stop serving, you just you felt like you stopped. And it's it's nice to be able to keep um, giving back. I had no idea that this is what we were doing. You're our heroes. I salute you. Thank all of you. Coming out of the military, I never realized it is a way of life because your service never stops. Show that highlights there are programs out there beyond the VA. This is the evening show. Now, before I'm gonna break, we I'm here with my is talking to Roddy. I'm here <laughs> talking to my invisible friend H Train, who decided he doesn't want to be on the show anymore. We're gonna change that. Uh, uh, I don't want to be the only one on screen talking. You so. know, you know, tell you the truth, actually, I think I can make it so that the camera. Is pointing at me if you want me to point at me for a segment and point at you for a segment. Hey, whatever <laughs> we can do, whatever we can do. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we can buy two cameras and stuff like that. And then yeah, go from that's, there. yeah, we could possibly do that. So we um, we were talking about like the Russian thing. You said, uh, is it a good thing for Putin to still be in control of Russia? I say I'm I'm on team. Get that dude out. Right. So I can't pronounce the guy's name. I call. I keep calling him Penguin because I can't pronounce. Yeah, his, he call him Penguin. I don't get uh, it. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. But anyway, so this guy is a war criminal, and a lot of people are saying, "Hey, you know, uh, we you know we get Putin out, you know, things will be better." But you know, think about it when when Saddam Hussein came down mm-hmm. before we, you know was helping with the elections and everything like mm-hmm. literally we did not take into account what it takes to liberate a uh, country a country that is based on dictatorship okay right I, I see your point but keep going and i have a feeling that you know do you think russia will go into shambles if no i like like i told my wife a long time ago i when it, when it comes to like work, sometimes I think 
uh, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Even though we think that Putin is like just the terrible devil dog, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he might not he might not be as bad as the person that they're fixing to overthrow him. Yeah, hey, I, I'm ready to see at this point. I don't care. I, I well, for your first part of that question that you you know you brought up, you know, you know, uh, Iraq and freeing up. Well, Iraq is a was a poverty, poverty. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you were stationed over there. I yeah. was stationed over there. There, you know, there's two two. I mean, over there in the Middle East is just two types of people: right. extremely rich and extremely poor. Yep. And there's no in between. No. Zero in between. There I mean, nothing. the in between is the middle class. Yeah, and, and there's probably like maybe three or four people that are you know teetering on both both sides of that. But even if you owned a business, you was extremely poor. If, and if it was a successful business like oil and stuff like that, you were extremely rich. So Iraq was in that 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 culture right there. So yeah. Taking out Saddam and bringing back somebody that wasn't going to fix everything, all of Iraq's problems in one day. Now, Russia is a different uh, country, if you will. Um, they got people that they have a middle class. They got that, a, that's true. They, that, that is very true. They have a middle class, and then and, and they have you know poor people and they have rich people and stuff like that. So if you take Vladimir Putin, I don't think too much would happen. Per se, I mean, yeah, but look at the mentality, like the mentality of the Iraqi people. That's Iraqi, but they they poor. They try to eat, right? But the mentality they were totally different than like the people of Russia. Because remember, we we sat there and we trained these guys, and then like when the first first thing of danger goes out, they're you know they're, they're like scared and stuff. Yeah, and they. They were they wasn't doing it for their country like we mm. was. They was doing it just for a paycheck. They were yeah. doing it just for like routine money. They were more worried about what they were wearing rather than like scoping out and looking at the area. I don't know. Like I said, I see uh Putin as being a you know, a dictator world. He wants he's, he's looking to conquer the world right now. He's right. looking to conquer the world. He's he's got nuke nuclear warheads, not not we can't tell how what shape they're in. I agree. I agree. He's looking at that, and, and he, he's know, trying to get in. You know, he's trying to get in. He's just trying to, you know, put his foot. He, he had like hand in China, hand in Africa. You know, trying to attack our economy system. We we kind of pulled back on that, and then uh, they're pretty much getting humiliated out there by the Ukrainians right now. Well, from I, what I, I'm hearing, I'm not saying I'm seeing that they point. won't use it, but it's kind of hard to to use something if. You never practice, never train, and the last time I checked, they're not like they're not going out to training exercises and and setting up these like nuclear mm-hmm. you know weapons and stuff like that. At least last time I last time I read, they wasn't. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is because look at what happened to the sub. You know, I uh, mean, that, I'm, I'm I, sorry for laughing, but I, I don't mean, feel... they, they, you're talking about a billionaire that set something up so perfect. So everything. And I could just see it now, you know, put, puts this nuclear thing on the on the register or whatever. And he's like one million dollars, you know, with the like the mini me thing, dollars. you know, and then next thing you know, it like poof, like it. it it what? We don't even know 
we know what it's capable of, yeah. but th- we don't even know if they know how to u- use it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, And it could backfire on them. It could backfire on them, but I, I'm not worried about the... Shockly, I'm not worried about the nuclear threat. I'm not really either. I mean, if you got generals, you know, causing a revolt and getting ready to come up there and kill you, kill you I mean, you think that's the only general right out there that was the only rebellious general that they had? I think there's other rebellious generals in his camp that's ready to do some things. Um, I know some people out there thinking of that uh, the button is an actual physical button that he pressed and all the nukes go off. No, it's not that. Um uh, by the way, 720-619-0627. Or if you're out there watching, you can just, you want to join in in this conversation, just yeah, go ahead. comment, whatever you yeah, want to do. Hit a comment and everything else like that. We'll, we'll send you one of these lovely uh, <laughs> gifts from Operation Good Boy. I was yeah. going to take some of these things for dogs, but I, I, all this stuff is for dogs. For dogs. Yes. So if you have a dog out there and you want to give them some treats, a canteen, a pocket pouch, or that's poo-poo, funny. So you was literally. You was I gonna, was about to open this up and eat, take one of these. Is, so I, I, for, to, I forget his name off of uh, Lethal Weapon. You was gonna be uh, oh, Mel Gibson. You was gonna be Mel Gibson. You was gonna, gonna bite, bite off the, uh, the onion. The dog, <laughs> the dog pretty, biscuit. Uh, it just gets delicious. <laughs> anyway, so. you know we should we should say that uh, we should do like a challenge if we raise like two thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I'll eat you, one. You'll, you'll you'll eat one or two. I'll eat one or two of these. Dog treats. Have you ever ate dog treats before? No, I never ate dog treats. Oh, it's I so mean, terrible. I just just think they just got a different palate. You can't put a lot of salt and and MEG, I guess, or MSGs in it. So you know, it just kind of tastes kind of plain, I guess. But I never ate dog food or anything else like that. But back to the story. <laughs> back to the story. Uh, yeah, I just think Putin is a. Uh, he needs to get off the face of this planet right now. I just think he he's really in trouble. He's backed into the corner. I think this uh, what this community did showed us the power that he doesn't have because it showed off to the world. It just didn't show in Russia. Showed to the world that this man is not co- completely in power as he, he we thought he was. He he's thought, letting his anger get the best of him. Yeah, he, he's put himself in a, a pretty tight predicament. Definitely put himself in a really tight and. Uh, Closed off predicament. So uh, again, um, I don't. I just want him out of the picture, Putin out the picture. I, I'm not going to say that I want him dead. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I can tell you my opinion of Ukraine has strongly changed from you know the time that they kicked up his heels, mm. you know, in 2014 to like now. Like, I was fully supported, you know, Ukraine and everything. But then after I've I've seen some stuff. You're you know, not supportive of Ukraine? Well, you know, especially not their government. Well, they're a peaceful country. Just happened to be right next to Russia, I thought. I, I'm, I'm a full supporter of Ukraine, to be honest with you. I, I, I think the government's kind of scandalous. Scandalous? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, the, the the president used to be a comedian on TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zelensky used to be a actor comedian on TV. I, I, I saw that. I saw yeah, he that. was, but he's he's showing face. He's out there. He's going out there, he, and he's using that that television prowess of his to go up there. He's gotten got a lot of handouts. A lot of people respect this guy. 
He's got a lot of, like, uh, you can call him the Ukrainian Obama because people, right. when he talks, he listens. People listen. You rather you like him or not, people listen. He's like the, he's like the mafia. He's not a mafia. No, I'm not, not, I'm not saying he is. No, I'm not saying he is. You're you're, you're describing him like a No, he's just a whatever. famous person. He's just a famous person that's using his fame to get out there and get what needs to get done for his country. And he's doing an excellent, he is. excellent job of it. He is. He's doing it. We used to have a president like that. Yeah. Ro- Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? Yeah, Ronald uh, Reagan. Yeah, because he was an actor before he was a, yeah, a president. A, yeah, I guess you could put Ronald Reagan in there or, or Ronnie, oh, Ronnie Reagan. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's kind of, uh, well, I don't have no opinions <laughs> on Ronald Reagan. That was when I was a kid. Oh, Ronnie Reagan. All right. Well, what's the next, uh, what, what's the rundown? I'm doing the rundown. Oh, what we got? We got Putin. Putin's not the bad guy. Yeah, see, he's, he's, uh. Ma- Maverick's kind of saying the same thing that I, the U.S. has been poking for a while, man. You know, you you can only you can only push the bully so many times before they they yeah. react. Yeah. So, um, but what it, you know what time That's it right. is, don't you? What time is it? It's that time. It is Roddy's rant. Oh, you let me lead into it. You'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get shoot programmed. Can you curse on it? You can't curse on it. Can you? It doesn't matter what you think. It looks like you lost another one. This is Roddy's rant. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I... I'm the man up in this piece. King Kong ain't got it on me. It's been a long time, but I do you can do this to me. I'm winning anyway. I'm winning. I'm... All right. Today's Roddy Rant. It's the 26th of May. The last Roddy's Rant for June of June this year. We're halfway down through this year. Yeah. Today's the 26th of June. 26th of June. Uh, 2023. Uh, again, these are my views. They have nothing to do with NBR, uh, H-Train, or any other affiliates that happen to be working with uh, NBR right now. These are my views. Uh, so uh, if you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at me and me alone. All right. Um, again, this is the last week of Pride Month here. And um, last week of Pride Month. And I don't know how y'all had them. I know uh, this past weekend we had a lot of parades and festivals that um that were very colorful to say. I mean, I actually drove downtown uh, this past uh, weekend and looked like somebody threw a lot of crayons <laughs> on the city. You know, there's there's, there's this rainbow everywhere. Bro, I everywhere. was I was worried when the Nuggets went to the World Championship that yeah. the the roads were going to be painted yellow, and I was going to feel like I was a Wizard of Oz. Because you know, cause, well, because when we went to Super Bowl Fifty, they they paved like the streets and stuff orange. Remember? I guess so. I don't know. I wasn't here for that. Oh, I was just worried. <laughs> I was worried that they. Were well, they do didn't it. do that. Yeah, there was no colorful stuff. It was just a lot of people in rainbows yeah. and, and stuff like that, and all that. And I mean, I did my Roddy's rant for the LGBTQIA plus because they're gonna add some more letters uh, last week, um, but. It's not for them. This Roddy's rant is not for them. It's for the heterosexual people. 
I think um, people out there, if you have anything, again, like I said, I, I kind of call myself a silent contributor to the LGBTQ, whatever all the rest of the letters are, community, because I, I want to remain, I keep my silence. I remain silent about the whole situation. Yeah. You don't bother me. I don't bother you. You can live your life how I want to live your life. But this this goes out to anybody who has a problem with the LGBTQ community. And you we get Pride Month. The whole month of June is Pride Month. Everybody goes in and they wear rainbow colors. They, you know, Target and Walmart. They all selling Pride stuff. Barely anything for Juneteenth. I'm just going to put that out there. But... Uh, <laughs> For Pride Month, they sell and they do everything, you know, they just rainbow shirts, they, you know, happy. I say this to people who have a problem with the LGBTQ community and this whole Pride Month thing. Fight fire with fire. If you have a problem with it, fight fire with fire. Go out there and express your heterosexuality, you know, take your wife or your significant other on a date. Kiss them. Pull out the PDA. <laughs> Pull out the PDA and handbooks. Kiss I mean, that's the only way. If you if you feel offended by two men kissing or two women kissing or whatever the mix is now, you know, if y'all offended about it, show your, you know, do your thing back. Kiss a woman. A man kiss a woman. Woman kiss a man. That's that's what you need. We need to have, this, this country needs to get laid more often. I should say, that's where I'm trying to get at. Get out there and be with your significant other out there just as much as the pride people are, you know, they holding hands, they having a good time. I'm not doubting them for that because they they are who they are. But be proud of who you are. Be be proud of heterosexuality. Be proud of you that you love your wife or your your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you're a female and your husband. Be proud of that. Be proud. Take the pride stuff back. Bring it home. And bring it. If you are tired of seeing drag queen uh nursery nursery rhyme things. Right. Then have a just go out there. There's nothing stopping you from going out there and staying a normal nursery around the kids. Go to libraries and say nursery around the kids. Right. It's nothing wrong. Go and say, hey, a straight man is gonna go read nursery rhymes to kids in a normal outfit. If that's what you gotta do, you gotta fight fire with fire. You can't fight it, you know, just being mad and being like, oh, that little this little week. But if you're waiting for the government to do something, they're not gonna do nothing for a long yeah, I found that a, I found that out the hard way. Yeah. The easiest way to stop a confronta- confrontation mm-hmm. is don't poke back. Don't poke back. Don't poke back. Don't don't poke back at all. Yeah. Go ahead and do what you do on your side of things. Yeah. I'm not again, I'm not against the LGBTQA plus. I had to remember all those letters. <laughs> Plus, community, I'm not against them whatsoever. It's just, I told them last week, if you, you interfere with me, that's when I have a problem. That's when you, if you interfere, if you, I want you to live your life. I want you to be happy, but I want everybody else to be happy too. So, uh, if, like I said, if you have a problem with it, fight fire with fire. Go out there, grab your wife by the tush right in front of everybody. Pack them on the ass, grab them. You know, this whole month, the classes are, People's closets were open, wide open. You know, they said they were gay. They were out there showing gays. Be straight and be happy. Right. Be straight and be happy. What's wrong with just being straight and being happy? Happy that you're straight. Be proud of that. Be yep. Go out there and say, yeah, I'm coming here to look at some women. There's nothing wrong with that. Unless, I mean, do what you can within the law. Within the law. Yeah. And... 
after this weekend, there's a lot of things within the law <laughs> <laughs> that you can do as a straight person that I saw. I mean, there's women out there with pasties on, you know, that was it, covering right. your nipples. So, and go you right know, there. I hate to tell you this, but, you know, I'm all for the celebrating. But, you know, even like when, even when the, uh, the Nuggets won the, mm-hmm. the championship, like they, they, they destroyed downtown Denver, like throwing stuff together, burning stuff, you know. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Now, it wasn't too bad, uh-huh. but the th- what, I'm, what I'm saying is if, if they keep doing stuff like this, then they're going to ruin their opportunity to be able to have like these parties you know, oh, yeah, yeah. out in society. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't that terrible. They didn't mess up downtown, the property, or the Denver Nuggets thing. They didn't mess it up. If you want to know, mess up the city. I mean, I'm from Chicago. 95 Bulls. Oh, we tore up the city. <laughs> we, we tore up the city around the 90s Bulls era. So, definitely. Uh, 720-619-0627. Excuse me. I like saying 72. I'm about dyslexic. Uh yeah, um, yeah. Get in, get in contact if you want to add add on anything to this uh, Roddy's rant. But that's that's pretty much it. Just be be cordial. Be out there. Fight fire with fire. Go right. out there and if you're straight, be proud that you're straight. Yeah, Pride Month doesn't necessarily have to be for the gay LGBTQ IAQ whatever <sighs> plus right. Community. Um, it it could be about you too. So I mean, be out there, be proud of your wife, be proud of that. Celebrate that um, at a restaurant, like go on a honeymoon, go out there, do you, be you. You can take it. I know you can do it. We we have it in us to change a narrative of a of a topic because we right. do it all the time. Yeah, you know, just ask Kaepernick. Yeah, <laughs> just ask Kaepernick. We change it. They can change. You can change your narrative easy. So yeah. So you can change the narrative. All right. So what we got? Oh, speaking of the LGBTQ community, uh, the Colorado Springs uh, mass shooter for the LGBTQ nightclub out there in Colorado Springs got life yeah. in prison. Yeah. And but, I, you know, I didn't copy the whole story. I just kind of copied the the um, the headlines because I figured, you know, we we can sit here and talk about. I mean, I I read like the article, but yeah. we all know how I comprehend shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't comprehend at all. <laughs> like, why are we watching this? But no. I, first of all, I want to say to that, you know, the LGBT uh, mass killer, the kill, the killer in Colorado Springs, uh, that went in that nightclub, the uh, the LGBTQ plus community nightclub, uh, that uh, that one that shot it up, uh, got life in prison. You know what? Good. I'm happy. I'm happy that that dude got life. He's no, I hope he never sees the light of day again. I, I, that's a, hey, I don't think, again, me and the LGBTQ community have, you know, maybe some slight differences, maybe some people out there, other, but I don't want to see anybody die. Right. I, over uh, the, over know, how they feel they should believe. They I, should. I know it's totally against, you know, my religion and stuff, but I, I honestly think if you kill somebody... Yeah, you should. Same should happen to you. you same you know, should happen basically. to you. Yeah, I think. You think. Uh, I think that's that's definitely what should happen. I think they should. You know. And you know, and I'm I'm sure uh, one of these days that I might be in that situation. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe this lifetime. Maybe next lifetime. Um, but I would. I I would. 
if I if I if I killed anything, I I wouldn't want to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd be killing a mosquito. Oh well, uh, no, you know what I mean, like a person. Yeah, you have to or... kill that little squirrel after you run over. I, I, I want you. I, want I you, did I feel bad about right, that. I, I want you seen. I want to see you right there in the chair, the gas chamber, the electric chair, lethal ejection. Right after that, I didn't feel bad about the Iron Squad. You run over a squirrel. But you know, it's funny. I saw a TikTok where this. You might have saw it too, mm-hmm. but it was this woman. She was helping these raccoons and their babies to the window seal, mm-hmm. and. You know, she, she was helping all of them, and this one, the mama, she just kept attacking her every time. She pushed the raccoon over, you know, she'd back off. Her mama was still attacking her. It's like, hey, did you happen to catch the story? Uh, what was it? Uh, last week. It was. It, it got publicized this weekend, but it happened uh, last Wednesday. Uh it was. It happened in Chicago. This is how I know about it. Okay. It happened in Chicago, and it's about a mile away from where my mom stays at right now. My family stays at right now. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's an all night shop, and they sell Maxwell Street polishes. Now, if you ever been in Chicago, you know what a Maxwell Street polish. You can smell them a mile away, literally okay. a mile away, because they cut up the onions, and you can smell them a mile, a mile okay. away. Okay. Anyway, right. um, and they open twenty four seven. Anyway, um. A woman goes in and has her sons with her in a car. Her sons with her in a car. Okay. She goes in or makes take an order and gets in an argument with some another patron of the restaurant, uh, so whatever. And the patron of the restaurant is a little bit belligerent. I mean, all the details of the story hasn't came out yet. But all what I've seen is the, the patron of the story is a little bit belligerent and start arguing with the mom. Whatever it is, don't know who started the argument. Don't don't know. Don't really care. Really at this point in time, I don't really care. So uh, the mom texted texted her son. It's like I'm in an argument with a dude in the um, the restaurant. Just come watch my back. Son comes in, 14 year old. Son comes in. He comes in, sees his mom, her mom in an argument with this dude, grown ass man. Man, the woman's 34, son's 14. So anyway. Dude goes out there, the argument escalates, and the dude actually hits the mother. Okay. The son of the mother pulls out a gun, shoots the guy. Shoots the guy, kills him. Okay. Mother kind of exit on a little bit, said, hey, listen, I'm going to you know, shoot him, make sure he's dead. And then they get in the car and drive off. They got arrested. The mom, and I think the mother and the son got arrested this weekend. Um. And it's causing us a little bit of uproar in the internet world. And I kind of want to discuss, like, the mom should definitely get charged. I should say that. The mom definitely should get charged. The son should be let go. I, I think I think the mom should be let go. I, I understand. I mean, I have to show you the video. I know we don't have the video. I don't even want to pull it up because it's, it is pretty. Graphic. It, I don't want to say graphic, but disturbing. Okay. It was pretty disturbing. You see a, a man hit a woman. It's always kind of disturbing to me. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, and if I was in the same situation, and, but I'm I'm saying this like as if I was in the same situation. I see somebody hit my mom, you know, over whatever. I don't care. I probably go to the same extreme as that little fourteen year old kid did. I mean, that that just there's just me. I don't know about anybody else. I see somebody hit my mom like that, especially like he. 
because he was like, I'm going to knock this woman out, you know? Right. And he was trying to knock that woman out. I that was my mom. He was doing. Oh shoot! You wouldn't well, even. You know, I'm sure that if there was like previous history, because you know. No, I mean I'm talking about right incident, right there at the incident. Like you don't know this guy. I don't care, and anything else like that. And you see somebody attacking your mom. Whatever the reason, your mom could have been at fault. Now let's let's say that I'm, I'm saying the mom could have been at fault. Yeah. But whatever you you get to the point where you hitting a woman. And especially as my mom, oh my goodness! Right. I think the dude got off pretty light getting shot. I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm catching him. I'm you, yeah. I'm doing some war <laughs> worse than that. That's probably gonna definitely put me in jail. So I don't know. Uh, what do you think? What would you do? You think the little the kid's 14 now, and he's gonna get charged with murder? You know, uh, honestly, I I think that I would take in the I would look into the kid's history. Okay. The kid gets. Uh, I, I think the kid's a pretty good student, and he's not a straight A student. But like, if his if his dad has been beating on him, and beating, what's that got to do with that? Well, I mean, what's that got to do with it? I mean, you got a man beating up your mother at that point in time, beating. Up, I mean, beating up your mother, straight up beating him up. Yeah. Do you? Do you? You just sit back and say, you know what? My dad used to beat on me. And, no, 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 no. You know, with the history, let me think about this. And now I don't understand why the 14-year-old had a gun. I'm pretty sure that, you See, know. Well, but that, you live in Chicago. You, that's you pretty my thing. One. Like, as a 14-year-old, there's, there's certain things that you can do to, like, interrupt or to stop it. And, like, if, if, he, really? was, if he was smacking the kid around. Really? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that the the the, the now don't get me wrong. I'm okay. not saying that shooting the guy was the right answer. It's like um, you ever see um, well, the, uh, uh, Chris Rock's uh, like when he did a little thing about OJ, and he sat up there. It's like I ain't saying he had to kill her, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I. This this is one of those points. I didn't say he had to kill him, but I understand. So now is, is the is it confirmed the guy the guy's dead? The guy's dead. The guy's dead. The guy's dead. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm at the point where I'm not saying he had to shoot him or kill him, but I understand. I completely understand why he did it. Because if that was me and that was the same situation, I don't know any other like how do you talk me off the ledge of not shooting that dude. I mean, I probably do something. I'm talking about. I do something worse than shooting them. If I see, I don't care what it's about. I don't know. I don't even care if my mom started the argument. I I don't think I would have. I wouldn't have used the gun. Like I would have got in between and tried to to stop the fight. I'm I'm just trying to think of a. Well, see, okay, here, here, let me bring it back. Okay, I'm from Chicago. It was no way you was. St- I mean, if you'd have saw the video, <laughs> him standing in between, okay, the 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 mom only would have caused the dude to hit the kid and hit the mom too, okay. And I'm not I'm not giving that excuse to you know for the guy you know whatever, but or for the kid or whatever. But I'm just saying. Well, I just, I just say- know how people in Chicago are. It wouldn't have stopped anything. No, I'm just saying I I certainly wouldn't charge the kid if I knew there was a history of that occurring, you know? Because sooner or later when you wake up... It is a Chicago. It is a history of that occurring. (laughs) It is a history of violence occurring in Chicago. If there's there's history in their family, 
that there's occurrence like that. But well, what's that got to do with it? I don't like I, I why. Just, why I, you have to? I don't understand. This is something I don't understand. From excuse me, I have to go ahead and bring this racial from okay the white community. They they, they like to go back on the history of a, of an incident that happens like at at a time where it's 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 like right then and there. There's a guy that you don't know attacking your mom. Right. And what you doing? Again, I'm not condoning that the boy killed him, but I understand why he did it. I okay. completely understand why he did it. And first thing we want to do, let's pull up the history <laughs> of these people. The history has nothing to do with that situation. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's a mom and a, an argument with a guy. I was just thinking like a judge. You know, okay, think of a judge. I don't even if if, if a judge gonna bring up the kid's history and stuff like that. Like it, it would have been different if the kid the kid wasn't violent. I, I can tell you that. Okay, there's no way uh, if if it was a violent kid in Chicago and he loved his mom. First thing he'd have seen if that dude was arguing with his mom, he would have jumped on him, jumped on him right away. Whatever it is, what are you arguing about? A fight would have occurred right then and there. Or he would have got shot as soon as he walked in. The kid was out there standing around watching the whole thing go down. He was watching. He was being patient. He was hoping that this thing didn't have to go into anything. He had a right. gun on him, but he didn't. He was hoping that it had to escalate to that point, to the point where he, the dude attacked his mom, and he had no more. He was like, all right, this guy is bigger than me. I'm only 14. This guy is a grown man. Right. I shoot this dude. Well, especially if he came out the kid. Yeah. Well, he didn't. I didn't. He didn't. He's. You saw him attacking his mom. He shot him. Mm. And then now the mom made their own to shoot him again because she was mad because she got knocked upside the head by this guy, and you know her emotions took over. So the mom definitely. I mean, after reading all the whole situation, reading what I have right now for yeah. the situation, the mom should definitely be charged. The son, not so much. I don't know. I understand. I understand your your reasoning. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm saying to myself, like, yeah, I would have done the same thing, if not worse. If not worse, it's my mom. Right. You're you're putting physical hands on my mom. And I think it might be different, like how, like how you was brought up. You know, like um, you're in Chicago. You have to be brought up <laughs> tough, man. What, what, what is? But I'm curious. I gotta. I gotta hear. It. I'm curious. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, hey, you mm. know, we are uh, we're at that moment. Mm. Instead of us going on a commercial break, how about I just bring them on? You want to bring them on? Yeah, I'm just gonna bring them on. Yeah, we, I think we should because I think uh, they're still setting up too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we. we Let's go to break. Go to break? Up. Okay. They, they, we're going to go to break, and when we come back from that break, we're going to be talking about, it's a new program. Well, yeah. a program. I want to learn about it. Yeah. We're, we're, I want to learn about us getting a, you a camera so you can exchange. do this. I like it. So, whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the evening show. They're going to get a new camera, man. I've been coming to 34 degrees north here for a couple years working with Mike McKay. I said, what do you think about this idea? And then he presented his vision 
and it's a vision, man. And uh, makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck just remembering when he started talking about Heroes Movement. I want to give back. I want to provide veterans, men and women coming back from war, a chance to, to, to take their healing to another level through physical fitness. Heroes Movement started from, uh, you know, I was at the VA just kind of milling around the uh, physical therapy department because I'm a strength coach and trainer. I was kind of curious as what they did after physical therapy. And they said they just gave them some exercise and send them on their way. And I'm like, that doesn't sound good. I was like, they just come train with me. When I heard about what he wanted to do, I was happy to be a part of it and be able to open my doors. My grandfather and father are both vets, so it was uh, kind of a way for me to uh, say thank you to these guys for doing something great for this country. I have some uh, physical issues to where a year ago I was falling down flights of stairs. It's been a long time since a lot of these vets at the program have actually been in a gym or had any kind of physical exercise. And I think also a lot of times people get out of the military and they get into sedentary jobs where they sit a lot all day on a computer, sit a lot at traffic, and they go home and want to sit on the couch. It's when you start having back problems and knee problems and shoulder problems. It's really been beneficial to me in a lot of different areas. Uh, for one, it's helped me to sleep better. Um, and two, in terms of mental and emotionally, the confidence builder. To be where I'm at today and to be in this program is just, yeah, it's a blessing. You feel you're part of something. We got mind, body, and soul. Those are the three things you got to have together. You go to war, I imagine you're coming back a bit deficient in all three of those. So here with Heroes Movement, it's great for your mind, obviously great for your body, and I think in the end you feel better, your soul feels better. It really motivated me to really want to get off the couch and do more exercise just to increase my overall health and well-being in addition to building camaraderie with other veterans. We've got representatives from every branch. We've got Coast Guard, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and the age range is, is amazing. We've got a guy that just played football at Air Force a couple years ago, and then we also have a 91-year-old World War II slash Korean War veteran that's coming in here with us. So we got representatives from every era. We want to be in every gym, every state, near every VA, helping every veteran, every single age. This is something that is scalable. This is something that's a system. It's replicable across the country. If you own a gym, I mean, get involved. I can't imagine what it's like. All we can do is offer what we can because I think we owe, we owe that debt at the very least. These people volunteered, put their lives online. The last thing I think they should have to pay for is a gym membership. Men and women will come with the opportunity, again, to put themselves back together. It's phenomenal. I'd say, wow, there's a chance for me. You know, so that's important. Everything counts. Everything counts. Support Heroes Movement. Right now. And welcome back to the evening show where we highlight all the programs that's out there beyond the VA. This is the evening show. This is the only time he lets me talk. <laughs> he goes, when we go out, he goes off and he makes me just vent, do vents with because I'm at. All right, we're ready for our interview of the week. You yes, ready? we are. Well, I'm, I'm waiting until they're, uh, they're... Oh, they're, they're not back. They just they're the camera. The camera I'm waiting until the camera comes on. Oh, that, they're, then they're I back. know they're ready. They're back. Oh, they're ready. Okay. They're ready back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Laura and Robin to talk to us. And I, I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong, but... 
Uh, I, call, I call it the flag group. I'm sure they uh, uh, you put us back on. Yeah, That's I'm, close I'm, enough. I'm trying to. Okay, we got it. It's the flag group. Flag. F L A G. Why is my. Thing? All right, so I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes here. Uh, the foreign lives around the globe. Act. Foreign links around the globe. Foreign. That's <laughs> foreign links around the globe. Okay, I'm sorry. Foreign links around it. I apologize. That's uh, all right. That looked like, I'm sorry, the, the, the wording right there was pretty. <laughs> all right. Uh, tell me about your program. We got Laura and Robin here. Tell us about your program. I'm going to let Robin do the talking because I'm just a host mom and she's the one who runs the show. Okay, let the host mom do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, uh, Flag is Foreign Links Around the Globe, and we orchestrate international students coming from 30-plus countries okay. uh, to the United States, and students can go to the 48 states. A um, little expensive to go to Alaska and Hawaii. Cool. Yeah, so. the ones that you really want to go to, but... <laughs> yes. Uh, so we coordinate the students coming to host families and we orchestrate their schools and um just their experience so i talked to laura into it what seven years ago gosh i think eight years ago eight years eight ago. years ago and ten students ago Ten students. <laughs> so she said ten i've had nine. nine um and we just got rid of our last students um at the end of may so she had a student from switzerland i had a student from uh france France, okay. So, um, mm-hmm. so which states do do? The, okay, so I got a lot of questions about this. So you get foreign staying <laughs> um, students from all over the globe. Uh, which uh, yep. part of the countries uh, do you mostly get from? Uh, foreign exchange that want to um, come to uh, America. Good the question. Lower so our <laughs> yeah, our um, we have partnerships around the globe, but I would say a lot of our kids come from Brazil, Brazil. because our founder is brazilian okay um and then we have a lot of german students german okay uh, we time. have quite a large um population that come from uh, spain spain and portugal okay do what i've been to both of those uh both of those have countries <laughs> yeah spain portugal uh germany as well mm-hmm. I've, i have a station in germany so go ahead how do you mean to cut, awesome. cut you off yeah yeah. Um, so Laura hosted a student from Switzerland. We, that's a new partner for us. Okay. Uh, what would you say about the Swiss culture that you kind of learned from Aurel? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I've had so many different cultures. That's the interesting thing about it is you host these kids from all over. And so you kind of get to learn something new, you know, every time and kind of see their home country through their eyes, which is kind of cool. So oh, Switzerland, yeah. they were a little bit more low key than my Brazilians and Spaniards <laughs> have been. So are the kids that you get, you know, to be foreign exchange students, are they excited to come to America? Yeah, a lot of them, this has been like their dream since they were little. Um, <laughs> our, our kind of age, I feel like is kind of the sweet spot is 15 to 17 year olds. So yeah, these are kiddos age, that yeah. maybe are coming a gap year. Um, but yeah, typically there are kids who have been dreaming about being a foreign exchange student since they were young. Okay. And a lot of them will say, I, I just knew I wanted to come and experience the United States so that they could bring something back to their country okay. um, about the culture. All right. Uh, and by chance, do you know what they bring back? <laughs> I'm just kind of curious because I've been in those usually, countries. Usually some weight. Yep. Usually they take 
take back some extra. Oh, they, they definitely yeah. take back some weight. Yes. <laughs> they definitely take back some weight. For sure. Um, the- I would say probably the biggest thing is maybe breaking down stereotypes. Okay. Um, That's good one. So, you know, maybe... From TV shows and things that they thought all Americans <laughs> are Jersey Shores, you know? Right. Um, so bringing back to their home countries, like, what is America really like? Um, and probably I would say breaking down that it's it's not XYZ, it's really ABC. Um, and I would say probably the other thing would be that they're taking back relationships. But, yeah. like, both of our uh, experiences have been... That our kids return, okay, and they'll come back and, and to visit, yeah, you know, after they've been home, yeah. So just those relationships that you build are priceless, and ones that are ones that will last forever. So I would say mostly that. Okay, awesome. So the kids that do come on the show, and I mean, well, not the show, but um. Uh, they come to this country and they've been here for a while. Are some of them ready to just run back to their home country? I'm just kind of curious. Or do, do you have somebody in, you know, like a kid that's, you know, halfway through the program and said, okay, America is just crazy for me. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's too much. They're just Brother, too you haven't been to Kokomo. They got some people in Kokomo <laughs> that come down <laughs> But Joel, like, could you imagine of all the places they land, <laughs> one to end up in good old uh, man? That, that's like LeBron James showing up to be yeah. that Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we definitely had some interesting experiences for sure. And Robin's had to send home kids early, yeah, you know, for one reason or another. Um, some definitely struggle with like depression and just being away from their families and their right. food and. Um, you know, their culture, but usually after a couple months, they kind of take hold of like, okay, I'm here and we've really got to make this work. And I would say the majority, wouldn't you, the, yeah. give it give it 110%. Um, but a lot of those kids, you know, they lose a little bit of their independence. They're used to taking right. public transportation, you know, at the age of 13. They're used to late curfews and, and different alcohol yeah. laws. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there are definitely some that struggle with that, uh, the difference in restraint with American parents. I would say 95% of our kids, though, stay on program and don't go home early and embrace the experience because they've prepped. We prepped them very well for like what they're going to experience and how to overcome um, you know, if animosity comes or. Yeah. And usually their parents have sacrificed a lot to, to get them here. You know, not just money, but like just just being gone for ten months at a time, and right. so most of them are pretty respectful of that, and know it's know that even if they don't want to, they kind of have to suck it up and get through. My yeah. best friend was an exchange student, so when uh, when I learned that they did this program, that's why I'm like, I, I gotta I gotta find out more about this, you know, because I, <laughs> I think it's unique, you know. I mean, they didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, you know what, we're going to do this. No, they've been doing this for quite a while, you know. It's a yeah. it's a huge difference between somebody that's been doing it for quite a while and somebody that just started up. All right. 720-619-0627. We're talking to Lauren and Robin from the flag, Foreign Links Around the Globe. Uh, so, Robin, what inspired you to to take this on? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, 
I got roped into being a host mom. <laughs> I love that roped. Uh, yeah. Kind of yeah. got landed then, on your... How was experience for you? Landed on your lap, right? That, that's well, what we used to say. Well, she did it eight more times, so it was oh, a good experience. Oh, wow. <laughs> eight more times, eight more kids. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You couldn't you take um, a neighbor's I kid? Fell in, I fell in love with what it gave my kids the opportunity to experience. Like, we hosted a boy from China. Mm-hmm. My boys will never get the opportunity. I won't say never, but... My boys weren't going to get an experience to learn about the Chinese culture, but we hosted a boy named Bear from China. Awesome. Um, And I just feel like it gave us an opportunity to open our home up to like loving outside of our, you know, our house, but also for us to learn about cultures that we would have never been able to learn about. So um, yeah, Joel, I taught at Northwestern for 13 years. And, Northwestern, and Illinois, woo, I'm from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Chicago, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but I left that job to work for this company full time, so. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, from your experience, uh, from taking in a foreign exchange students, what did you have to change from your life to, you know, to accommodate for the foreign exchange student? I'll let you go first. Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you took it in some too, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, that's a good question. You know, like I said, Robin's had nine students and I've had 10. So you start to, each time is a little mm-hmm. bit different. I feel like you still learn something new every yep. time. Um, I, I don't know. For me, I would say I don't think you have to change a whole lot about your life the the key really is not changing anything and it's really pulling them in and allowing them to see your family and kind of the real and rawness that it is and throwing them right into that mix mm-hmm. and then they don't feel like a guest in your home they feel like a part, part of your family have, yeah right. um and so outside of like you know i you've got to throw on different clothes in the morning yeah. than you would mm-hmm. if you were in the right. house by yourself but other than that, not a whole lot changes, I don't think. No, I think just a, maybe a little bit of planning. Because, like, our our French student at the very beginning played a totally different sport than my other right. boys were playing. So, like, just routine. Routine, I would say, was like, okay, now we got to run a kid to football, and we weren't going to be doing that. Um but it was, it was fine. I mean, we were able to adjust and actually her son was playing football. So it kind of worked with like sharing rides. So it really was not for, for us, um, maybe just that lack of expectation thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, we're just going to do it. We have one more student and we had a, we're, we just go with it type of thing. But, um, have yeah, you- I would say just having an extra student in your home is we do we did buy a little bit more food but but, yeah, right. but besides that it have, really isn't that big of a deal have you ever had an experience where let's say one of these foreign exchange students kind of low income family compared to coming to a you know host family have you guys have you guys ran into that experience yet Go ahead. I mean, you've um, probably had some students. Yeah. I, I don't know. The... I wouldn't say they're they're low income, probably because okay. it isn't a cheap um, it isn't a cheap, cheap experience. Program. But okay. I would say I have had lots of, of students who their families have had to sacrifice a lot to get to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may be that for a year they gave something else up so they could put money back for the student to come. Um, you know, that's always one of the most impressive things to me, though, is these kids come and 
it's really kind of an eye opener as a parent in the culture we live in of like how much we think we need and how much kids want and do and and really how little they actually need to be happy and so these students come and you kind of watch them have like an allowance right like they'll have x amount of dollars to spend right. and it's interesting to see how they spend that money and how tight they are with it and protective oh, of it. They, yeah. don't, they don't want to just blow it. They're very careful of Probably it. Probably because they, they don't know. have an allowance back out. No, oh. no, no. It's that exchange <laughs> rate. That exchange rate. <laughs> right, you right. get that exchange rate, it'll kick you. You know what? I spent like, uh, you know, a million and five pesos. <laughs> that was right, it. Right, right. You know, like on a candy bar. You know? <laughs> yeah, it so. definitely makes a difference which, which country they're from. That's for so. sure. Yeah. So definitely, um, um, I know, like, my big thing, like, when I went to other countries, I went, like, for Spain or Germany or Italy, which I completely love, uh, I realized that I'm going to touch on the food because that's the big thing that I, I <laughs> saw when I went to a different country. I know us as Americans, we love our fast food. Uh, we love mm -hmm. our McDonald's and, you know, whatever, Burger King, chicken, fried chicken. I know, like, in Italy, they don't eat it often, you know? They don't eat right. it often enough. So, I don't know. Have you ever had a kid just say, okay, can we eat, like, a home-cooked meal for <laughs> lunch? <laughs> for lunch? Have you had that? Can we have I, monkey brains I, for I, dinner? I, I, want, I want something. <laughs> I want, you know, a proper meal. You know, have you ever run into that situation? Like, no, you're going to get some McDonald's. <laughs> you know, get you some chicken nuggets. Have, um, I would say most host families, it's a it's a balance of them eating out versus eating a home cooked meal. Mm -hmm. um, I my my experience this past year was my French student definitely was like, give me all the candy and all the yeah. junk and things like that. Um, but my favorite part is getting to experience their food. So yeah. our student this past year made um, quiche. That's mm. Yeah, he's from France and quiche is very popular. So he got us, actually, I was going to make quiche tonight because that was something that he shared with us that we really enjoyed. So I would say the it's actually the flip is American families are now being exposed to their foods mm -hmm. um, and giving them an opportunity to share, share that culture. Um, but I would say though, I mean, I think that's, I think that's accurate, but I would say eight out of my 10 have all about a month after their home say, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be home and eating my own food and, yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize how much they missed it until they had that right. like, really good food again. That's true. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying that American cuisine is crappy. I'm just saying that like, no, yeah, just very different. different. Very different from like, it was a culture shock for me as well going overseas. And like the first thing, I went to go look for it was a McDonald's and had to walk five miles to get to a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I remember when I was 14 or 15, mm -hmm. I went on a mission trip to India. Oh. And when I was in that mission trip, the one thing that kind of hurt me was like, like their stuff is spicy. Oh. They're like <laughs> spicy. <laughs> spicy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm German. All right. I am white. I cannot do spicy. Yeah, I can do spicy, but just not too much. But yeah. A but, lot of them struggle uh, with like, they have stomach issues. There's no yeah. question. When they get here, the transition for a lot of cultures, yeah. uh, it takes them about a month before they aren't constantly like 
oh, that didn't settle right. And, you know, so they kind of have the same thing when they get here. Yes. All right. Um, so um, any of your students that y'all do, I mean, how many students y'all do in a uh, uh, bring over in about a year? So as a company, we're, we had 407, I think, in country this past year. 407. For, across, across the 48 states. How, how many but is still, that at that's, Northwestern? That's, that's pretty a lot. That's a lot. Actually, we had eight at Northwestern last year. Okay. Oh, eight. oh so they go to college or do they no, go no, to? No, no. So no, the high school. High school. Oh, oh, Northwestern High School. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so, thinking like. Settle oh, down, dude. Man. Don't give me that much credit. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I was like, no, you said Northwestern. You said it for pride right there. I, like, no, I didn't know it was Northwestern High School. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Nope, no. No, no. All right, so about four hundred and how many again? How four hundred? Uh, I think we're we're gonna be at like four fifteen this year. Four fifteen, and mm-hmm. they stay how for how long? Ten months. Ten months. Wow, yep. that's us. Pretty... And so Robin herself oversees how many will you have about a hundred? About a hundred kids. So I oversee like Indiana, Michigan. Um, I have some very few in Michigan, um, but then I have just some sporadic kids. But ma- majority of my kiddos are in Indiana. Now, do the kids get to pick where they would like to go, or are you just like up, you know, to get up to America? You go, <laughs> so you, you're in North is. Dakota, <laughs> and then this guy's gonna go to Florida. This lucky kid going to California, or <laughs> yeah. Colorado. Yeah, they don't get to pick. Um, it's <laughs> usually based on the host families that come forward, and then the host families picking the student that kind of matches their um, family's interests. Um, okay. Or maybe, you know, the family picks a, a specific student because they want to learn about that culture. And then that dictates then why the student goes to what country or state. All right. Is, I'm sorry to be the devil's advocate here, but um, what if the, the family and the kid don't mesh? What happens? That's what happens. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, that's actually a really great question. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to help the host family and the students through maybe the the issues that they're having sometimes it's just uh, a cultural difference like the host family's like well they're doing this and then when we get to the bottom of it we figure out that just yes. culturally mm-hmm. um, for instance our Asian students are taught from a very young age that being in their room is important because you need to study right. so then when they come to the United States and they're staying in their room the host family may be like well all they yeah, do is stay true. in their room and we, we want to be a part of their lives. Well, you're trying to break 15 years of a kiddo being taught that that's it's important in their home country. So mm-hmm. most of the time we can get to the bottom of it's usually a difference of in culture. Issue, yeah. But sometimes it's just not a good match for whatever reason. Sometimes right. the, the host parents are maybe too strict and the kiddo can't get past feeling like I just feel so restricted. Maybe the kid stinks. Do what? Maybe, maybe the host family stinks too, man. Come on, man. Maybe the kid stinks. Uh, the, yeah. kids, well, see, the host family stinks too, man. Come on now. That's a real thing also. Well, in, in some countries, some countries they yeah. don't wear deodorant. Yeah, right. they don't wear deodorant. Yeah. So, how, I mean, yeah. how do you get past that? How do you do you train? Do you kind of side with the, the kid or do you side with the host family to say hey listen this this kid doesn't use their order this part of his culture that he doesn't use their order you should have read that in the packet we gave you, <laughs> you know? no, we have a coordinator that that is really the median between the host family and the student okay but we tell the student 
Like you're in America, like, yeah, yeah you yeah. might not wear deodorant at home, but Americans are super sensitive to smell. So you got to wear deodorant. Yeah. You got to brush your teeth. You got to take a shower. Um, so in those, in those types of things, we side with the host family and say the kiddos got to adjust, but. And usually they do. Yeah. Usually they do pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if it's just an issue you can't get past, we have to make a move and we don't, I mean, obviously we're not going to tell a host family, we got to suck it up. Um, we, we, we find a different family okay. and usually it's somebody who the issue that the other family was having, it's not an issue for them. Like they don't care. I, they, they're like, yeah, I don't care if they stay in their room. We kind of stay to ourselves anyway, type of thing. Right. So. All right. Um, I think, what you, I think, you know, you guys have been doing this for a while. I don't, I don't say it a lot, but I'm very proud of how you guys, you know, you guys have showed your generosity to many kids and those many kids that their lives have been changed. They're going to go back to their parents and they're going to give them a little bit of that, you know, that sunshine (laughs) off of TikTok. So, I just wanted to tell you guys that I am super proud of you guys, and I'm always here to support you guys and your efforts or anything that you guys need. You're not even with. here in camera. I don't even know how you say all that stuff. <laughs> I know. Hey, I can he's, see a smiling face. Yeah, he doesn't. You don't want to see a smiling face. I, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like, no, it's just a little we, we're gonna buy a camera so you can look at his smiling face here. So. Right. All right. All right. Seven. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys having us on. I think, I think, uh, I always tell people, everybody says you guys are so nice and it's such a blessing to these students. But ultimately, when you kind of expose your family to different cultures and are willing to learn, the blessing is really always, we're the ones that are really always blessed by these kiddos and how yeah. brave they are to come here. And so it's always, if you have the opportunity, I would say take it every time. So I'm kind of curious, uh, like, you, uh, Robin, if I'm, I'm right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know which one was Robin, so I'm talking <laughs> to the right one. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, you said you ma- you're making quiche tonight, so you 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 have like accepted like cultures from other students. I'm assuming. I yep. yeah, I've accepted some cultures from Italy that you know I, I still do to this day. Like I love Noki. Do you know what Noki is? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking to H Train. Like, do you know what Noki is? Hell no. See, that's what I'm talking about. Are you like, kidding me? Nokia, you're missing out, Joel. You're missing out. Nokia is like a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic pasta. I cook it all the time now. Every time I see like Nokia on a menu, I automatically like gravitate towards that. So, <laughs> um, so do you uh, like take some from each student? I guess that's where I'm going with the question. Do you take some from each student, or are you just like, okay, I like this one, this student, or oh, this student's from? You're asking if they trade recipes with the exchange student? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, food is international. It's Seems nice legit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Do, y- do y'all trade, like, um, cultures? And do you keep some to this day? Actually, yes. Our Bolivian two boys actually just last week texted my husband and said, can you send me your B's and G's recipe? <laughs> <laughs> and G's. Yeah, what? they wanted to make biscuits and gravy for their mom oh. for Mother's Day. 
<laughs> could be worse. I could have asked for WAP recipe. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Oh, my God. That's the one that they wanted? Biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Oh, Isn't that funny? That's, that, funny? that's funny that because is. after you see biscuits and gravy like in front of you, you like, what the heck is this slop? Yeah. But it's great. It. It's, it tastes great. I guess I know, like, when I was over at uh, foreign countries, I make, like, you know, American dishes and, like, mac and cheese they loved, but they didn't oh, understand yeah. They un- they didn't understand why I put so much cheese on the pasta. I was like, that's the part of the <laughs> that's part of the thing. Ah, uh, they love fried chicken for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think the ones that think that didn't go over so well was oh well, the the American imitations of their food, like our lasagna is like you know a tower. Oh right. <laughs> Where <laughs> Italian lasagna is barely like you know like one level. It is, but it's more. It's way better. Um. Okay, uh, I guess like um how many languages do y'all speak? <laughs> One. One. Yeah, so y'all like y'all don't change the language, y'all don't learn any language from some of the kids. I mean at the, the bridge gap. Oh, so the kids they usually they have to know English to come over here. I guess that's what the next yeah, question. Yeah, they yeah, they do cuz their school is in English and their families are in English and it's still one of my biggest regrets. I hate that we don't start teaching our kids a second language until they're Yeah, you know, definitely. 13. And so God, I feel dumb now. No, oh, yeah. We've picked up a whole lot of language over the years in different different languages, but it's not always the most appropriate words that are learning. <laughs> that is the best way to learn Those a language. Are the easiest. Those are the best the best yeah, way. Right? I I parle Italiano. I speak Italian. I, I, like I said, I accepted that culture like me. And the first thing you had to do was Learn all the bad words. <laughs> you yeah. have to learn all the bad words first, and then everything else is downhill from there. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it I, is. Know, I would have smacked my kids upside the head had they said words when they were like seven and eight. But all of a sudden, when a student comes and they think it's hilarious and they're teaching your kids, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to let it slide. So what? No one knows what they're saying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We go, I guess we're going to hit the two minute warning right quick. Well, all right. So, uh, Roddy's going to. Uh, Roddy is going to explain to you what it is, but it's your time to shine. There you go. This is your time to shine, baby. Oh. It's your time to shine. So this is a, the uh, your time to shine. If I might miss the question, I know I was talking so much about food that you probably didn't get too much <laughs> about anything else you wanted to talk about your, your program. Um, so if I didn't what ask did a question... Go? Or didn't ask uh, a important topic that I probably glanced over. It's your time to tell me yes. everything about it. So go ahead, tell me about your organization and what I forgot to ask. Okay, um, I would say the biggest thing for us to share is that we're looking for host families now for next year for 2023, um, and somebody who might be interested in hosting uh, would need to contact. Flag International, which is foreignlinksaroundtheglobe.com. Um, and and a way to get involved. And like Laura said earlier, um, if you have the opportunity, opportunity to do it, you should do it because it is an opportunity to change your life, your family's life, and also the student's life. So um, I would say that would be the biggest thing we haven't shared is just how somebody could get involved. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. I glanced right over that. <laughs> I can, uh, like a fam. So what, uh, before I get into, we get you off the air, what does it like, what are you looking for from a family? So students can share room. Like if they, if a family has children, mm-hmm. students can share a room with the same gender. They just need their own bed. 
um, uh-huh. but re- really just the willingness to host would be the biggest thing. Um, and then obviously school spots, allowing the student to come to the school would be the other criteria. But um, for families, it doesn't have to be a family that has kids. It doesn't have to be a family that has high school kids. It can be families that have no kids or um, elementary kids or single parents or empty nesters. There you go. Everybody has something to offer our students and are a a typical American family. So, um, yeah, anybody can do it as long as they're willing and that, that also have that, that, mind frame of you're taking in a a, a teenager and what that's going to be like um yeah. to have a teenager in your home so that's but we started when our our littles were like five like and six five six and seven so okay that's awesome and we're still doing it and our <laughs> kids are going to be our oldest are going to be seniors this year so oh, wow all right so we was talking to Lauren and Robin from Foreign Links Around the Globe Flag program. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you for so much for being on. Uh, we will we'll be contacting you. We'll bring put your site up on our, on our site, and see, hopefully get some more families from us. All right. Awesome, thank awesome. you. Thanks for being thank on. You. We'll have you back soon. See ya. All right. All right, Bye. for every oh sorry, buddy. No, I was no. going to say for everybody else, we are. It's that time, everybody. Everybody's favorite battle and betting. Mail call. There she is. There she is. There she is. She's she's is Bedlam Betty right there. It's me, Brandy P, your local Bedlam Betty. Um, I can you guys hear me? Okay, I can hear you. Loud Way clear. better than usual. Yes, Loud we can clear. hear you. Sounding really like good. this mom like beating her kid. Like, her I'm like, I don't know if they can hear it. That's <laughs> okay. No, we was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Joseph, I was supposed to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what you got for us, Bedlam? Well, so it is the 4th of July weekend, and yes, the is. medic maven in me has to give a little safety brief, oh, um, but I did want to speak specifically about a technique um, that, believe it or not, I'm just pre-phase, I actually have a million dollars in medical training I don't use, <laughs> but um, there actually is a specific uh, coping technique, so I know a lot of veterans can easily be triggered, especially with, you know, the loud Fireworks. noises, the unexpected um really flashes you know any little thing really can trigger us and it's so varied with what can trigger everyone individually but if you find that um maybe a friend of yours that you know has ptsd is kind of like distancing themselves they're disconnecting they're more aggressive and not themselves um there is a grounding technique that you can use um i actually did a video with la de bay a therapist last year it was funny i had her hold her breath <laughs> but um it's called the five four three two one technique and it's specifically for people having like um panic attacks anxiety specifically um and what it is is you just speak with them calmly you don't yell um you know you want to speak with anyone calmly and this is just for you too if you notice that you're triggering you notice right. that you're off you know you can do these things to help ground you or you know teach your caregiver or someone that's you know with you that knows you well 
that you can trust, right? Because it's like mm. nothing worse than having like a full like episode with a, some a person, especially a civilian that has no clue what what to do, right. and it usually makes it worse. Mm. Um, so the things you would do is the five you would acknowledge five things you can see. So you would like even if you're guiding someone through it, right? Hey, tell me five things you can see around you. Well, they have to stop and they have to actually do that, or you have to stop. I've done it myself. And the next thing is four, acknowledge four things you can touch around you, you know, like your hand on your jeans, you know, the heat touching your skin, you know, any little thing, um, three things that you can hear. I mean, that's hard for some of us, (laughs) three things you can hear, two things that you can smell and one thing you can taste. Now, of course you can mix them all around, especially if people are drinking and stuff, they will be mixed. However, it very, very much helps as far as the escalating if you don't have access to an alpha sim mm-hmm. or something that can help them decompress. I also do recommend um, flotation therapy, um, specifically like our veterans that are like in like the coastal areas, you know, just float in the ocean water. Um, but the flotation therapy is in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, but oh. it helps them hugely for actually um, de-escalating symptoms. Now, um, I do want to speak really quickly based on so the military times did a recent survey like in 2018 and veteran um alcohol related incidents are up like 70 percent or something ridiculous really um yeah yeah Um, we had that on the rundown too there's some other stuff that came up on the army times rod i'm showing that too yeah i see it so we definitely need to be having each other six even more so now. That's not optional. We really, really need to be watching out for each other, especially on a holiday weekend. You know, some of us trigger and alcohol is the first thing we go to. Sometimes we just want to party too hardy. You know, you want to be drinking at least one bottle of water an hour at least. You know, your alcohol, you should be one drink an hour, but none of us really follow that. No. But at the end of the day, you want to continue. You're talking to veterans like, here now. <laughs> You're talking I mean, about I know, I'm, trying to like, I'm trying to teach to the veterans because I, I, I know mean... what I'm going to do. But yeah, so definitely drip drop or something like that, like um, that ha- replenishes your electrolytes. I can't recommend drip drop highly enough um, just because it's basically like an IV in a bottle. Oh. So when you drink, like um, how many bo- cups of water do you think it would take to equal one bag of fluids, IV fluids? I'm yes. going to say three. What you got? Ten. Ten? I don't do math in public. Yeah. You, you don't do, you <laughs> don't do okay. math in private. We talk. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, a bottle of drip drop is the one bottle, which actually tastes pretty good. Oh, yeah. um, my daughter calls it Nuggy Water because her name nickname is Nugget. And so whenever she's sick, I make her pound it. It's like watermelon flavor. It's actually really good. Oh, Nuggy Water. Um, it, it's like a powdered substance. Like you just put it in yeah. your drink. And I always like throw them in like my, you know, console or whatever. It's like the best for hangovers. I don't know how many ink masters I've handed it to. (laughs) Really important, especially after a night of partying hardy for 72 hours, you are at risk of being dehydrated again. So especially people that like to turn up, especially when it's hot, they get alcohol poisoning because of that fact that they don't accommodate for the, the water as well as the alcohol and your body just has nothing left and there's no potassium or sodium and it just doesn't end well for anybody so if you're gonna be you drinking especially out in the heat you know yeah. you need to be drinking water or you know drink one of those drip drops before you you know roll out you know just to help at least help you that's why the pickle juice shots were so popular back in the day because the potassium in them would actually help as far as hangovers oh, that's wow. why serve the pickle juice 
shot with the regular shots. So oh, it's just something juice. to think about. That's why they're so uh, popular in bars. I did not know. I'm, I, people are like, let's do uh, a pickle juice shot. I'm like, why would you want to drink vodka with pickle juice? It just doesn't make sense. Now I'm going to say I'm, I'm hydrating. <laughs> yeah, the old heads, they do more about us, the stuff than we did. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's great. It's great. So, any other anything else before you, you know, you kind of drowned us out? Because, like, uh, uh, yeah, that was a downer. That we can't <laughs> <laughs> You're being helpful. You're being helpful, Bella. But I was just uh, like, uh, but it know, just got it down. I don't, I don't know if you brought well, it up. But I, mean, I don't there's know. definitely tons and tons of veteran activities. Right. I mean, well, like, I, I don't know if you brought it up, but with Fourth of July coming up, the one thing that I've that I've found successful and I think, man, you've talked about this before, Battle and Betty, but yeah. I, I went and to Best Buy and I got me, a long, long time ago, I got me a pair of noise-canceling bow headsets. Bow's headsets. Yeah, yes. and it doesn't awesome. even matter if you're listening to music. You, you, you turn that on and, like, the, the fire, you can't hardly hear the fireworks. So yeah. um, that's what I use. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, everyone, you know, absolutely does different things. You know, if it's that, if it's, you know, actively trying to be just be somewhere that the fireworks aren't um, or, yeah. you know, it's just doing destemming techniques, you know, or teaching your spouses how to do them as well. You know, it's just definitely just things to set you up for success. Um, but I, next time I will be talking more about the PACT Act. Um, because I do want to kind of go into the 12 new uh, claimable conditions. Oh, let's so, go into that right now. What's the 12 new claimable conditions? No, let's go ahead. I don't want to steal your I don't want to steal. I don't want to steal that thunder. If you're ready. Whatever, just to, we can cover I them mean, next week. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can cover yeah, so it. So basically, with... All right. So, fun fact. Did you guys know that when you have a, a claim out, that you can actually file independently for a new claim if it's for an appeal. Did you know that? I did not know that because I'm about to have a claim yeah. out. Because, like, for example, I'll give myself away. Like, I have drop foot, right? Mm -hmm. And I fell down a flight of stairs and I tore my MCL. Mm. That is also claimable now, too, because it was because of that leg. Oh. So that's now a secondary and additional condition that I should be claiming for. Oh wow! Um, so it's just something to think about. A lot of veterans, I can't tell you how many yeah, I did veterans not know that. Yep. Um, and actually, this is probably going to be something I start doing um, when we start doing more, like events next in the next year. Mm -hmm. When I'm there, I'll be sitting there and I'll be posting up, and I, I'll like, have a little spot aside where I can review records and I can just give some advice. And again, I'm not a professional like that in any way. However, I was very much trained in how to read records, and I can tell you what I see. And I can refer you to people that are experts. Okay. Um, and absolutely. I mean, definitely. Yeah. You want to do that. And also, um, so if the, the, the PACT Act specifically, it's important um, that people are wanting to submit their intents to file, even if they don't have all their documentation to support whatever it is that they're trying to claim for the PACT Act. They have to file for it by August 9th to get benefits backdated one year, just so you guys know that. Okay, so August 9th of this year. Yes, okay. yes. So if you file, or at least file an intent to file, which means basically that you're going to be submitting additional information at a later time, um, but it basically bookmarks that spot so you can get back paid the year. Okay. Because usually with back pay, how it works is you have to file 
the initial um, notice of disagreement with like the rating, the initial rating itself within 12 months. Otherwise you were totally hosed on back pay. So it's important that veterans are knowing their dates. Now um, the PACT Act will bring these changes. I'm going to read this. So um, basically what it does, it did was expands and extends eligibility for VA healthcare for veterans with toxic exposures and veterans of the Vietnam Gulf War and post 9-11 eras. That is not just post 9-11 people. So my Vietnam veterans, they specifically added something claimable for Agent Orange and radiation. Oh, wow. Um, They added 20 more presumptive conditions for burn pits, Agent Orange, and other toxic exposures. What you can do is go to NIH.gov. And what you can do is you can type in wherever you were deployed and it will tell you anything that you would have been exposed to. And that came specifically from a VA, like Jedi, basically, from claims. And that was what she would use when she would help write claims. So then that's Felicia Kelly herself, like, oh, gee, like claims. Like, she had like a 95% like success rate. It was something ridiculous. But she unfortunately retired, but she still works with me um, because of my advocacy on a case-by-case basis. So if we have any veterans listening that have specific questions, I know I have a lot of women that call and message about like sexual assaults. They're ashamed. They're afraid. And the the thing is that they are not looking to court-martial you. And like, I think like 60 or 70% of sexual assaults in the military are alcohol related. So yes, many of you were drinking downrange. Like that was not the argument here. Mm -hmm. It was the assault that happened during your service that was absolutely something that was not acceptable. That is absolutely something that you can claim. And I've had multiple veterans do so and succeed. Um, No, they were never court-martialed for it. And that was something you have to go into depth on because that's not what they're trying to find. They're just trying to find this, the, I guess the facts, the facts of the case really, but um, hold on here. So, so agent orange. And then, so um, I think pretty much if you get cancer of anything, it's it's a it's a symptom. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, that's a symptom. Well, it's not even that. Like, I mean, being exposed to asbestos, like I don't know how many Marines I've read their records, and because what happens is public health. Anytime you're exposed to anything, they have to legally, like I mean, nothing always happens, but what they do is they're supposed to write a form of what you were exposed to and when, and usually it's in part three of your medical record. Okay. It's like with your radi- um, radiology exams, lab reports, things like that. And so it'll tell you, and I've had so many Marines where asbestos is and they're right there in all caps, and they had nothing but URIs for like 18 months and oh. other issues, like polyps in their face, and they didn't know it was because of the asbestos that they were working in, and this is a 29 polyps. Hmm. Um but for these claims, so PACT Act frequently asked questions that people are asking. Yeah, because I'm so, asking a lot of them. So what your expanded presumptions will the act create and what will they be effect? So it's these conditions are for brain cancer, glioblastoma, glioblastoma, ma'am, uh, respiratory issues or cancers of any type. GI cancers of any type, hint, hint. I don't know how many special ops dudes have this issue and they don't get treated. Um, head cancer of any type, lymphoma of any type, lymphomatic cancer of any type, neck cancer, pancreatic cancer, reproductive cancer, kidney cancer, melanoma, asthma, asthma, guys, asthma. chronic rhinitis, mm-hmm. guys, 
chronic sinusitis, constructive bronchiolitis, and obliterative bronchiolitis, yeah. emphysema, granulomatomous disease, I don't even know that one, interstitial lung disease, pleuritis, that's a very big one, pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, chronic bronchitis, chronic COPD, for Vietnam veterans and other veterans exposed to tactical herbicides that include two Asian orange presumptive conditions, monoclonal uh, gammopathy of undetermined significance, MGUS, or high blood pressure, sirs and ma'ams. Many veterans suffer from this and they do yeah. not claim it. So oh. all of those conditions I just read to you guys were passed with the PACT Act and you can go to va.gov and you can read everything that I said verbatim and get more information. But be your own best advocate. I cannot tell you that enough. If you have questions, please reach out to me directly with the Yes, I Am the Veteran podcast. Um, you know, give us a call. I'm, I'm here every Monday, you know, but come with questions because I'm reaching out to attorneys and more uh, VA claims reps to get them on um, and to do more because of the fact that we have no clue the stuff we're supposed to be um, compensated for truly. Yeah. You know, we're not even getting on special monetary compensations because after your hundred, you can get more $8,900 is the most you can get a month. So y'all know that. I'm trying for it. I'm trying to get that 8900 above. You get yeah. all your blood money, sir, because yeah. they are not going to tell you if they've got extra. Yeah, yeah. So before we hit the tribute to the truth, because we're almost at that time. Yeah. I didn't get last time because we ran out of time, but I want you, Battle and Betty, tell us about what's going on for this Thursday on your show. Uh, so this Thursday, uh, we actually have a um, fun company coming on to talk about the work that they're doing in the veteran community. Um, I'm actually pretty excited. I felt bad. We had to push them back a few times because I couldn't find my laptop in my storage. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, but I'm glad that we were able to have them on this week. Um, it's the Tripoli Gift Company. Tripoli Gift. All right. So, and like I said, they're uh, pretty interesting and they do inspirational gifts for nation's heroes, patriots, and people that support them. So I think that they've got some amazing pins. They've done a, a lot of great work for the veteran community and um, they're going to be coming on and talking a bit about what they're doing and how they got into doing so. And we will be having a bunch of blacksmiths coming on soon with, with the reforge program. Nice. The, so that's actually a veteran knife making program. And I have a really wicked mind tile esque story. Um, <laughs> we actually um, deboned a veteran's leg <laughs> in our turkey fryer. The forge. <laughs> yeah, you, you you told us that before. Oh. Roddy's <laughs> over <laughs> here, like what? All right, uh, yeah, yep. I'm gonna sue me for that. She's there. She's there. She there. I'm but no, um, so the program itself. Um, we're gonna have some of the guys come on and talk about it. Um, what, I believe Matt Cotta's coming on as well. He was on Forged in Fire. Um, because they actively put veterans on that show um, to empower them, which I think is pretty amazing. Unfortunately, um, I believe the program is starting to go away, and that's something I would like to save if I can um, because of the fact that it's such a, a phenomenal program. It's a $5,000 course in three days, um, and it is entirely free to the veterans. Um, it's, it's hard work. I'm not even going to lie to you. You're, it's going to be hard. But at the end of the day, like the, they're teaching you like the basic, basic, basic way to forge. And then after that, you kind of learn the equipment more and you can do more um, in far less time. 
but it's a great empowering program. And I love the fact that they have group therapy in the middle of the program. And then they go right back to quenching and finishing their knives and the sense of accomplishment you have when you do it, you know, the brotherhood, the sisterhood, you know, it's really, really cool to have and to experience. So we're going to have them come on as well and speak uh, about the reforge program. That will be next week. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much, Bethel and Betty. We love seeing you. Love seeing you. Love talking to you. Love talking to you. And we'll see you next Monday. If you're here, you're not celebrating the fourth. (laughs) (laughs) You better be good at it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is tribute to the troops. So I don't don't know how to tell this story. Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Thank you for listening as Military Broadcast Radio presents its tribute to the troops. Tonight, we honor and remember Sergeant First Class Carlos Chalacon. Carlos Chalacon, 41, of Peyton, Colorado, passed away on June 16, 2023. He was born on October 25, 1981, in Ecuador. Carlos served for 26 years in the United States Army, including with the National Colorado National Guard. He was a hero, a soldier, and a mentor to many. He led by example and was dedicated to his soldiers and friends. His commitment to his work was matched only by his love for soccer and his willingness to try new things. But above all, Carlos loved his children, Kristen and Tyler. They were his priority, and he always put them first. Carlos was also a loving son to his mother, Marcia, who survives him. Carlos will remember for his bravery, selflessness, and unwavering dedication to his country and his family. He will be deeply missed by all who knew him. Tonight, we honor and remember Sergeant First Class Carlos Chalacan. On the 4th of July It's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White, and Blue 
From the fields of Indiana To the swamps of Louisiana To the golden coast of California Uncle Sam's the only family he's got His purple heartbeat won't stop And his 18th birthday was the day he was born Beyond the VA, this is the evening show. I am here with H Train. Are you listening to Roddy and H Train? Yep. We had a pretty good show today. I thought so. I mean, you know, it's always good. <clears throat> it's always good when I create a rundown mm-hmm. and like we already have stuff that we're talking about, and yeah, yeah, we, we don't. Barely, we barely even touched the rundown. I know, and that's good. That's that's, good. that's really good. Well, well, one thing we got to add on that rundown is get you a camera so you, we can be seen. <laughs> um, I'm tired of being the only one here and just having a voice in the background just appear. Well, <laughs> so. you know, when you bring the rotor, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to Yeah, when we bring the roadie, I'll, I'll set it up there so that we have it. Because, you know... I I was planning on us having a, a co-host today, uh, yeah, and, they, okay. and, they cu- and they couldn't make it. So it happened. Oh, like little highlight to the story we was talking earlier. I guess yeah. this happened after like when we was doing the show about the mom that um, that a fourteen year old son that shot the guy that attacked the mom. 
Uh, their, their charges were dropped. Yeah, you was telling me that. Yeah, the charges were dropped today. So I guess the prosecutors maybe, dropped all the charges. Maybe they heard you. Brody. Maybe, maybe they, they were listening to this and they're like, maybe you know. that was like, hey, maybe that was the voice. I mean, it was a little, it was a pretty big, like, uh, like a pretty big deal through the uh, social media world. Like, a lot of people were blaming a mom. Mom shouldn't put her, her son in that that type of situation. And then you know, hey, I can't blame that kid. I still say I could not blame that kid one minute for shooting that guy for hitting his mom. But you know, I don't still. It's still like it says a lot of merging evidence that you know it wasn't shown ahead of time. You know, but you know, hey, that dude, you know, after round and found out. Yeah, <laughs> he after round and found out. And I, I, I'm sorry that he had to lose his life over it. But yeah, you hit a woman. Yo, know, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't feel no pity for him. People are getting really mad these days. Yeah, they are. Getting... I mean, really, really mad. You know, not just a little mad. Like really, really mad. You know, I, I remember, I, I think I was driving the talk. No, I wasn't driving the talk. I forget what I was driving, but I remember I was in Indiana, and mm. I was driving to my best, you know, one of my best friend's house, and this guy, like, he's yelling at me, pull over, pull over. So you know, I pull over, and he comes out, you know, with, like, uh, money, and it looked like he had a gun, you know, and... My window is like half half down, half up, and he's sitting there just like yelling at me, mm-hmm. like you didn't see me, blah, blah, blah. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah. sorry, you know, I wasn't even gonna, I wasn't even going to try and sit there and argue, and I honestly think that maybe I was sitting in his path so that he would like vent and yell at me, and then maybe after he left that and got in the car after I told him. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. You know, sometimes that's what people need. No, nah, I guess. Nah, I don't know. I just it's, we living in try, trying times today, so I don't want to say you know situations. But I know we get angry at the littlest things now, yeah. and we ready to bring a tank to a knife fight. So nah, I think we need to slow down before you get mad at anything. I, I take count ten seconds. If you're still mad after ten right. seconds, then go for what you want. No. All right, you want to do the two minute warning? Yes, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. It is the final thoughts. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. It's the two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. What we learned today. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, so... uh, we are basically kind of like sponsored with Operation Good Boy. Operation Good Boy. Yep. So and uh, all I need to do is call in. I won't ask you a trivia question. Joe might. Uh, you're, you're oh, we're at that time. We, you know, yeah. You just call if you in. Just want to send us an email. You got a dog out there. You, you got we got treats and stuff. Hey, listen, if we get about five callers. In one show, I would eat some of this Operation Good Boy beef jerky. I would eat on air, on air. I would do it. I, we get five callers, five callers, five callers, five callers that actually call with a question, and you know, watch the show. I'll eat five of the the beef jerkies for the. Uh, for your dog, apparently. Yeah. I was about to crack this open either today. But, uh, apparently, I didn't Until realize. I told you that yeah. it wasn't for human conception. And we will give you one of these 
these dogs and treats and everything else like that. So, also, all right, all right. Oh, that's my cue to no, 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 no. I just got to play him. Just got to play him. Keep talking, brother. We still uh, got like two minutes. So. Oh, he's got two minutes? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think the one thing that I learned today is, you know, that uh, that Robin Fo her her name was a long time ago. Robin Fobar had a crush on her, and I didn't know that she ever became a teacher. And that doesn't really surprise me, man. She's a very generous person. No, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. All right. Um, I what learned, you learn? I learned not to f around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take us home. That's our show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week, maybe. Uh, it's 4th of July weekend. <laughs> With our new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show will be available right after we go off the air tonight. And remember, we're, we're here, here for, for you, you, not for us. us. Giving our veterans a voice. voice.